0: Hi, my name's Kim Cole and I'm your host of Real 510. Our podcast is dedicated to the stories of real buyers and real sellers in the East Bay residential housing environment in Northern California. Finding a solid investment to grow one half to several million dollars is a strategic and calculative exercise of wisdom and intuition. Now mix in the emotional meaning of home, your safety, your shelter, your memories. The task is daunting. The influences are great and there's no proven instruction manual. Join us as we explore the process, the challenges, and the triumphs of those who have successfully navigated the storm. Welcome to Real 510. Welcome to our show. Today's show is different it's really different in that I am sheltering in place, an expression that I think we're all maybe a little bit sick of right now. I know that I am, and I can guess that you are, but we are doing this for the greater good. We are doing this for the health and welfare of our city and counties and country and i think that we all have a very strong belief that this is what needs to happen so it didn't seem really right to publish a show this week about buyer and seller experiences sitting with buyers and sellers as we usually do and really that is what our podcast is all about i felt like we needed to be authentic to what's happening in the world right now and what's happening in our city and So your host today is Kim Cole, and your guest today is Kim Cole, and I am recording this podcast from my home, my home office, my kitchen, (laughs) and where I live. So anyway, welcome. And let me share with you the thought behind this and where I'd like to take everyone on this journey of what the heck is going on? How does it impact real estate, real estate market, buyers, sellers, lenders? And how do we move forward? What's the next steps? So, you know, it's a bummer that we can't sit together to share the stories. But but the reality is that the show must go on. Metaphorically and literally, our uh, world has changed overnight. We're quickly learning, and we're adapting. And, you know, that's really the incredible thing about the human spirit and about um, our community in general, I think, that while we're creatures of habit, certainly, we're used to, in the case of uh, purchasing a home, let's just say we're used to this whole drill of, You look online, you log on to Redfin, you breeze through all of these properties, you eliminate things by the pictures, and you put together your list and you go out on Sunday and you hit as many open houses as you can. Then if you're interested, you ask for a disclosure package, you talk to a realtor, or maybe you did beforehand, and then you start maybe talking to lenders and formulating the idea of putting together an offer and moving forward in this real estate process. Well, that's not going to happen anymore quite that way. It's going to be different. And while we're creatures of habit, we're, we're also very determined people, I think. And we're resilient and we're able to adapt. And so that's what's almost exciting in this horrible horrible time that we're experiencing but the exciting piece is we are adapting we're learning new ways we're appreciating things differently i think we're appreciating things more we're working together and that's happening in the realtor community as well as i think in the home buyers lenders family friends Coworkers. I think, you know, borders are being broken down and people are working together to figure out the best way to navigate all of this. So, I mean, here's the great news. Buyers are still buying. Sellers are still selling. I, I want to share some statistics with you because it's actually sort of amazing. I decided to just look up what's happening in Oakland, Oakland specifically, and I rolled things back to the date of our shelter-in-place mandate, which was March 15th, as I recall. So since March 15th in Oakland, there have been 158 properties that have gone pending. 158 properties. Things are still happening out there, you guys. That's, uh, that's pretty daunting to me. I know that we are seeing some movement within the brokerage. I think we're going to see quite a bit more movement going forward. But here, here the statistics um, continue in that of the 158 properties, they ranged in price from 249000 to 3495000 Pretty big range, right? The average list price was 843000 The average sales price, now that's of those that have closed since March 15th, right? So almost in the last 30 days. The sales price on average, $1,223,000. Those are serious numbers. People are still buying. People are still selling. Here was a kind of a fun story. I spoke with Anya Plowright with Grub. Uh, Anya is an awesome agent, and she she keeps she keeps focused and positive, endearing and empathetic, and just just a, a really terrific person, I think. And she does a really great job for her sellers. And Anya and Colette listed this gorgeous home on um, the hillside of Berkeley on Panoramic is the name of the street and it does have a beautiful view from there. They within less than a week's time they had 100 disclosure packages out and they had 12 offers received. Of the 12 offers their seller accepted one and uh, they will move forward to close very, very quickly. And so where did, you know, where did things fall? How did that land? Anya said over asking price, but not crazy over asking price. So this is a trend. I think that buyers you're going to start seeing sellers. You are going to start seeing another kind of fun, Fun fact out there, I noticed a email advertisement from a small San Mateo brokerage that has been around for a little while. They do good business, but they're they're small, probably about the same size as our brokerage. Last month they closed seven homes and had nine new listings. People are still selling and people are still buying so so what do you expect from here what should you expect what should you expect as a buyer what should you expect as a seller i i feel very strongly and we're talking to many buyers and many sellers right now that you need to get your ducks in a row if you're buying get your pre-qualification figure out your wants and needs, have very, very detailed discussions with your real estate professional and your lender, and be prepared for some really wonderful opportunities. If you're a seller, how you present your property is going to change. It's, uh, you know, you're not going to you're you're not going to have a stager come in and do a big makeover on the property, and these things are are most likely not going to move forward quite the same way that they were. So, well, let's talk about the let's talk about the mandate. What how does that how does that impact what to expect? So, California's uh, shelter-in-place mandate very recently did deem real estate as essential services. We felt like that was a, a really big win for the real estate community and not an irresponsible win in that people still need to buy and people still need to move. And just like you need The services of a lawyer or a medical advisor or a financial advisor, real estate advisors, real estate related businesses have a big impact on people's lives. And this is something that, you know, needs to, needs to be available, but with many, many restrictions. So, with that said you know here's kind of where we're at as the real estate brokerages go as the professionals showing and selling property you are n- under any circumstances not allowed to have open houses so open houses, it's my guess is somewhat going to be somewhat of a thing of the past as we knew it for several months ahead. That that's, that's a best guess with my crystal ball. But showings absolutely will be available. Now, right now we're limited to showing property only if that property is vacant. So if somebody is owner occupied in a property, or even if they have stayed for a while with their sister across town, but they've left all their belongings in the property, that is not considered a vacant home and is not uh, able to be shown right now. Now we can show virtually, so with pictures we can show property. And we can certainly have FaceTime interviews and review things in great detail with that respect. As far as vacant properties, yes, we can show the property. We're limited to showing uh, one or up to two family members that live in the same household. And I'm just gonna say family being the same household, whatever the relationship is. So that is an opportunity. And in fact, I'm excited to say tonight, I have a showing with a potential buyer of one of our listings. It's on a vacant property. We will have on our masks and our gloves and I will have alcohol wipes to wipe off doorknobs and make sure that things are as safe as they can be during this showing. We also must be social distancing. So we do need to keep our potential uh, buyers, potential sellers, at least six feet away. So those, those are the rules, and it will make for a little different showing, but I think we can all adjust to that, right? Practice due diligence with vetting the buyers that they're bringing into their seller's home. So even if that home is vacant, the agent must ensure that the buyer is pre-qualified. The buyer has seen the photos of the property. The buyer has vetted the disclosures of the property. This isn't a showing on a whim, right? The buyer needs to be taking this very, very seriously Because they're putting the agent, they're putting the community, they're putting themselves at some risk if they're interacting, right? So that's a very important piece of this. The sellers, now this is kind of interesting, and I actually just uh, learned of this a couple of days ago with our board sent out some new forms and some new requirements that have been passed down by California Association of Realtors, they are requiring the sellers to clean the property in between the showings. So it is the responsibility of the sellers to again wipe down doorknobs, handles, etc., and make sure that the property is clean. Now, buyers have some requirements as well. Buyers are required to read and approve the coronavirus property entry advisory and declaration. And this is, this is actually a very, I think a very good document to advise buyers that this is serious there is some risk involved when you go into a property that you are exposed to different things, right? Just like going into a grocery store right now. You agree to the state and federal and local laws regarding social distancing, sheltering in place. And and you accept responsibility and assumption of risk. So if a buyer was to look at a property and they, a week later, were diagnosed with coronavirus and they they have to assume that risk. Could they have gotten that from the property? Well, I would certainly hope not if we were doing all the things that we were supposed to be doing, but they're assuming the risk on that. Masks and gloves are recommended and disposing of those masks and gloves once you leave the property is also recommended. So, so it's, it's going to be a little bit different for a while, but you know, it's kind of funny. I don't know. I don't know how you feel, but the mask isn't feeling quite as uncomfortable anymore. You know, if if any of our listeners have traveled other countries, traveled in Asia, you see lots of people with masks. It's something that's really been accepted by the culture, I think, and a part of the culture to prevent other people from getting sick, to keep yourself from getting sick. And I think that we're, you know, we're starting to get a little more comfortable with it. I don't know if that's entirely good news. But, but I think it's important that we get comfortable with the environment that we're in right now. Let's see, what else? So about, about the buyers. Yeah. As a buyer, you're really, you're going to need to do diligence. And I don't think there's a buyer out there right now that just kind of wants to willy nilly go and look at property. The buyers that we're speaking with, they're open to it. If it checks all the boxes, if, if everything makes sense if it fits in their price range if the disclosures don't scare them to go ahead and and make that appointment and take a look at that property oh i think another important point is you are not going to go visit the property with your agent as we normally do you need to visit the property with the listing agent so This is kind of different for the agents in the profession in that they're kind of turning over you lovely buyers to the listing agent. But I think that it makes great sense And in terms of the property, right? They can control the property for the seller as a listing agent does at an open house. And then you as the buyer can... Keep all of your questions and ask for all of your advice and counseling to your agent after you're done seeing the property. And I think that you will find that the agents are all working together very closely right now. I think we all, the borders have come down. If there were borders, I think our network is becoming a big family to many of us. We need each other. We need each other to be successful. We need each other to have great communication, know what's going on. We need each other to motivate and to share stories so that we all have really, really good understanding of everything that we can control in this business. So what trends do you anticipate seeing moving forward Kim Cole. It's always really fun for me when I get a call from a buyer or a seller and they want me to dig out my crystal ball and dust it off and have a little discussion. And well, I should say it's always fun. It's always been pretty fun. And it's still is fun in that there's always a plan, right? There's always a plan. And there's always logic if you look back historically and you look forward that can be put together in a pretty confident fashion i think so what what do you think we might see moving forward well i think we're definitely going to see pricing on our listings much closer to the sale price. There's been a a trend for several years, many years, to price homes at a very low price and then try to create almost artificial demand on the property. We're allowing really true market Pricing to be established by how many people want something right? So you get a bidding war going on That's been pretty consistent for again the last I think three four years Now this is gonna this is gonna subside. It just doesn't Make good sense anymore. I'm not positive it ever made really good sense to the buyers out there So that, I think, will be kind of a welcome way of working for many buyers and many sellers, frankly. Uh, The other thing I think we will see moving forward is, is not having an offer date, particularly. There'll be exceptions to that, but I think we're gonna kind of roll back the way that real estate was done I think always really prior to the last three or four years where we price a property at the value that we believe it is very close to and then people review the property and submit an offer that they believe is the right value for them. So I think we're going to see that. I think we're going to see more contingencies moving forward. Not necessarily long contingencies, not necessarily all types of contingencies, but I think we're going to see more contingencies. So contingencies being loan approval, that the offer is subject to getting a loan approval in X amount of days or getting an appraisal at purchase price in a number of days. Another contingency would be inspections and disclosures. Disclosures are most likely going to be very readily available. So we may not see that change so much. Inspections, we may see that change a little bit. We also may see may see some caveats, you know, perhaps if it's an occupied property, people are going to make offers subject to seeing the property before they can close escrow. So these are all these are all things that will work well in this current environment and you know hopefully will peel off as we move forward. Now what about lending? I mean lending is a big big thing right now and we're hearing lots about rates. Uh, if anyone is listening that has recently obtained a loan or is in process of obtaining a loan you're also hearing all kinds of things about banks that banks that are changing their their process or maybe changing what they're offering right now or some mortgage companies that that might not even be around, that were around a month or two ago. So there are some changes definitely within lending and the finance market, but bottom line, rates are good. Rates are great. So if you're looking for a conforming loan Conforming is a real key here. A conforming loan in our area is a loan that is seven hundred and sixty five thousand five hundred or less. Anything over that is considered a jumbo loan and generally is going to be what they call a portfolio loan. I spoke to Jay Sandy. Jay is um, one of our one of our favorite lenders at u s Bank. He's been around quite a few years in the lending industry and he's very very smart and very very quick to share his knowledge and make you feel comfortable in my opinion and he was saying that conforming loans are going to consistently be under four percent and there's some pretty low rates out there right now i mean we're hearing three and an eighth, three and five eighths, but definitely below 4%. So that's really, that is really helpful on the buying scene. And that is a, a reason to act sooner than later for sure. The availability of money with government backed loans, government backed loans being Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac loans, Ginny Mae, they are um, readily available and you will consistently see those kinds of rates. What you are going to see a difference with there is a little bit longer processing time, and Jay said appraisal. Appraisal is a little bit trickier because they have to get an appraiser to come out, and, and not all appraisers are, are interested in and coming out beyond their shelter right now. So there's fewer appraisers in the, in the industry right now, and, well, I shouldn't say industry, but in, you know, that are working right now. And so it's taking a little bit longer in terms of those appraisal times. But, but other than that, it's not too far off. And I think you can still expect a closing within 30 days with most lenders non-conforming loans, loans that don't fit in the box with with the government Fannie Mae packages, that's going to be trickier. There's going to be less money available in terms of portfolio loans. A portfolio loan, the lender is going to need to hold that loan or sell that loan privately. So it's not a government-secured loan. So really, the pricing is reflective of the lender's risk more so. And so it's a little bit more volatile. And they're going to have more layers for the approval on it. Jay felt that you are going to see 20% down or greater pretty much across the board. So being able to get a loan over $765,500, with 10% down is going to be pretty tough. What else about portfolio loans? There'll be more restrictions about length of time on the job or your assets are looked at probably more carefully, this type of thing. Yeah, so there's, there's really been, there's been quite a swing that way. Uh, pre-approval is really important to get, and if you got a pre-approval two months ago, three months ago, you should revisit that because there may be some things that have changed. You know, particularly portfolio values have changed. Maybe you've had a job change. It's a really good idea just to revisit that and get re reapproved But once you're approved, the good news is, is that your pre-approval is good for really as long as everything stays static. So when I say everything stays static, meaning you, you know, your job hasn't changed. There hasn't been any large fluctuations in your assets. Your living situation has stayed the same. You're still making your rent payments. If you're renting, you're still making your mortgage payments. If you're if you own your home already, et cetera. So yeah, there's, there's great opportunity, I think, in terms of lending right now, in terms of getting financing, I should say. There's great opportunity, I think, in buying right now. Probably one of the biggest questions that buyers ask is, is this going to get me a better deal? Can I get a better deal right now? Well, I think I think all of that is a relative term and situation. But yeah, I think so. I think that sellers are very realistic that are selling their homes. They are not looking at greed. They're not trying to pit people against each other particularly. They want a solid price for their home, but they understand that that might be 5% less than they got two months ago. It's still a good price. It's still a good price in the Bay Area. They still have done well as a seller. So I do think that you're going to see some of that that opportunity come up. And I don't know what the magical number is. Is it 1%? Is it 0%? Is it 5%? Is it up to 10%? I think it depends on the property, and I think it depends on how it was inflated the year before and the year before. So I think that's where your real estate professional is really going to come in as an essential counselor for you in understanding the value. But, yeah, by all means, I think as a buyer, it is it is a wonderful time to get out there. And as a seller, I think don't be afraid to get your home on the market. You can see with 153 homes being sold within the last five weeks, People are buying. People want to be in this beautiful, beautiful area that we live in. So that's the show for today. It does feel weird not having somebody to interview. And I can't wait to be sitting across the table with some of our wonderful buyers and sellers and listening to their stories. But in the meantime, I think it's important that we all really remember and keep sight on the light at the end of the tunnel. We don't really know how long the tunnel is this time, but there will be light, it will be bright, and summer will come. We still live in a beautiful, exciting, exciting area, really one of the most desirable areas in the world, the Bay Area. And people are still buying and selling. And I think there's been some real good in all of the challenge that we've been faced with. And that people are coming together with our hearts and our heads. We're going to see a lot of innovation. We're going to see a lot of community. We're going to see, I think, a very collaborative area that we live in, and that's exciting. We will recover, and we will appreciate it more than ever. Thank you for listening to Real 510. This show is sponsored by Jay Sandy with U.S. Bank. Our experience with Jay has been very positive. With 19 years of lending experience, his knowledge is broad, and his ability to understand the big picture is deep. In addition, Jay has trained hundreds of mortgage professionals to package loans. His expertise is valued within his own industry and certainly to our clients. A little over a year ago, Jay moved to U.S. Bank because he felt the pricing was most competitive and the product and service were spot on. He's been pleased with the decision, and so have his clients and his realtors. Jay's goal is to deliver an informed, transparent, and quick process with low stress levels and competitive rates. And on top of that, he's a really nice guy and easy to talk to. Jay Sandy with U.S. Bank. Thanks for listening today, and please check us out on Real 510 on iTunes. To find out even more, visit our website, kimcolerealestate.com. We're boutique real estate brokerage, women-owned and team-enacted with a focus on urban luxury housing. We are located in Oakland's Jack London Square, serving Oakland and the Greater Bay Area.